Welcome to another episode of the Manipulated Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Barnes. I'm the creator of this channel. Sincerely appreciate you guys listening in, sharing the channel, and also providing your feedback. Last week, we discussed the Tyree Nichols incident that took place in Memphis. I hope you were able to get something from that episode. And we continue to uh, send prayers to the families that were involved and affected. We also mentioned last week that we were going to discuss marriage in episode nine. It's crazy for me to even say episode nine. May not seem like a lot, but it is a lot to me. So don't really have a script, but I'm just going to offer some insight into marriage, things that I think that you should maybe think about when you're preparing, and then also some ideas and point of views that I have for staying married. Not that I've been married that long, but just some things that I've learned in my lifetime. So sit back, relax, or if you're driving, pay attention, but (laughs) thank you for listening. However you're tuning in, sincerely hope you enjoy this episode. This is episode nine of the Manipulated Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Barnes. Thank you for being here. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Manipulated Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Barnes. Want to thank you guys for being here. This is episode nine. And today we're discussing marriage. And didn't really know where I would go with this topic. And I definitely didn't want to come off like I was a marriage expert or that I've been married 30 or 40 years. So I'm just going to offer some insight into marriage and some ideas that I have for or some things to consider for people that are thinking about getting married and then some things to potentially expect as you embark on that journey with your significant other. Before I do that, I want to say, as always, I appreciate you guys tuning into this channel. I started this channel for a few reasons. One, it was just something that I had been thinking about doing. Two, something that was kind of therapeutic for me just to have a outlet to kind of speak on some ideas, get some things out that were in my head. And then I ultimately wanted to be valuable to others. I want to touch uh, one person or one million individuals um, in a positive way and kind of put my own two cents on different topics with the spin of taking whatever the topic is and making it an asset to my life and others. One other thing I want to mention, a little bit of, I guess, transparency may be the word. Over the last few weeks, I even say a few years, but specifically in the last few weeks, I've kind of been doing a lot of self-reflection and I, I do it all the time, but I think I've been doing it a bit more and things have fallen in place for me at times. Things have been challenging at times and I find myself being pulled to strengthen myself from a spiritual place, meaning studying the Bible more, talking to God more through prayer, meditating more, and 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 using all of that to make sure that I am moving in a way that is in line with my goals, moving in a way where I'm trying to find my purpose, and also being conscious of what my actions are doing for others, specifically my immediate family and those that have become a part of my circle. 
So in that, I've taken on some new challenges. I have been challenged. I've had some setbacks. And I don't know. I just find myself really, you know, thanking thanking God more and more for the things that he's done in my life and making sure that I'm conscious about making sure that, you know, that he gets the credit and also that I let others know that the only reason that I am able to do the things that I've been able to do, the only reason that I've been blessed with the family that I have, that I've been blessed with the with the friends and support supporters that I have is because of God. The only reason I've been able to get a car, <laughs> um, have a home, anything and everything that I have is given to me by God. And to, to take it a step further, even those times when I felt like things didn't go right or that life was getting tough, I've learned that you still have to remain faithful and that God is still there with you. So if it seems like, I know I said a lot there and I apologize if it seems like I'm rambling, but if it seems like this channel is shedding light on God and his presence in my life or what I think that it can that 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 he can do in other people's lives or that I think that prayer is important it's because I don't want to have this platform and not shine light on that fact in my life. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, it's going to be a Sunday sermon every episode, but what I am saying is that I think that it would be, I don't know the word right now, but I don't think that it would be an example of me moving correctly if I did not acknowledge that. I also don't want to, for those of you that listen to every episode, I don't want to covertly sneak it in as you know like okay I got him listening now let me throw you know throw the spiritual aspect or throw this on him um I just want to be uh upfront about what my beliefs are what I believe in as it pertains to God's power in my life now I'm not saying that I'm gonna be beating people up or it's everything on this channel is still gonna be about love so whether we agree or disagree, it's still going to be a respect level. It's still going to be love. It's, this is still going to be a safe place. Um, but I just wanted to throw that out there that this is the path that my life is on. And I've been in church my whole life, but uh, just because you go to church doesn't mean that you're necessarily spiritual. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have an active relationship uh, with, you know, with God, it doesn't mean that you believe that there's a higher power, but I do. I believe that my steps um, are being ordered. I believe that God has put me in a position to use my life experience to help others. And I want to make sure that there's no misunderstanding of who is responsible for the things that I have and the things that I will have in the future. So just wanted to say that. Um, hope that makes sense. Always open to comments and feedback and things like that. But that's where I'm at in my life. And I'm going to expound on those thoughts and feelings as I believe that is a part of my purpose that I'm still 
exploring and as I learn about myself and things and the things that I'm taking on in my life. So that's that. And now let's get into the episode. So today we are going to talk about marriage. So I have now been married to my wife for a little over three years. We got married September of 2019. We have done a lot of things together and we've been through uh, some things together. So marriage in my opinion is a beautiful thing. It's, it's, it's great when two people can come together <clears throat> and begin to build a life together. Because basically, you're becoming one in the sense that in a lot of ways, you almost can't, you can, but in, in for the big things, you almost can't move without that person. So if you want to, you know, when you're single, if you want to just up and go to a party, if you just want to up and move across the country, normally you just ask yourself. But when you're married, now you have another person to uh, consider. And sometimes that can be scary for people. Some people look forward to it. The other thing about marriage is the 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 ability to uh, the ability to have someone in your corner at all times. And I'm talking about kind of routinely healthy marriages. Uh, I know that all marriages are not like that, but I'm speaking from a standpoint of having a partner, having a teammate, having having a support system in that other individual, and. It's also cool to bounce ideas off one another. You know, have someone to talk to at the end of a long day. Have someone to go to the movies with that you can actually trust. uh, um, Or even, you know, just anything. Trying new things. You know, my, my wife, some of the first time I've been to certain cities was with my wife. Uh, the first time I went to North Carolina or Charlotte. Was it Charlotte or Raleigh Durham? One of them was with my wife. The first time I went to Virginia was with my wife. The first time I went to New Orleans was with my wife. So a lot of things that I've done have been uh, with her first. So we share that. And when we met, I can admit I was not looking for a relationship. I wasn't in the mood. I wasn't. You know, I was just kind of in a, in a negative space. And I'll talk about some of the details of why at a later date. But when I met her, she was different. She was, I don't know. She, she, she was just different. We, you know, we were interested in some of the same things. She likes to read memoirs. I love to read memoirs because she, she sometimes says I, I don't really read them because sometimes I'll listen to them on Audible. But hey, it's about the consumption of content. But it was just something different about her that drew me to her than what I maybe went to in the past, not knocking anyone in the past. It's just, she was, uh, I could kind of see that this was something different. I'll leave it at that. So we begin the date. I kind of knew after the first few months that this could be my person, this could be my wife, and uh, proposed later that year, uh, the day after Thanksgiving, and then we ended up getting married, that was in 2017, we ended up getting married in 2019. Great wedding, one of the best days of my life, couldn't stop crying once she, once, once, uh, she came down the steps. And it just, it was just, it was just, it was just a beautiful thing. It was almost like we, you know, we made it 
so many things, you know, could have went wrong, but they didn't. And I was just glad that, that everything for the most part went right. And it was just a beautiful day. And then another interesting thing about that was that this was September 2019. And, you know, COVID came around with February 2020. So a lot of our friends ended up not being able to have their weddings the way that they had planned because of the pandemic. And so we were blessed to not uh, be affected by that. And we're still together to this day. Not going to say every day has been easy. Not going to say that I've been the perfect example of a husband or that I've been easy to deal with. I just, by the grace of God, I believe that we were able to, to make it. Now, being that I've been married and being that I am married, um, well, let me, let me back up. What, what sparked this interest into this topic? So I was going to pick up my wife's car from the dealership uh, service because it was getting service and I took an Uber. And so the young lady that picked me up asked me how long I had been married. She saw my wedding ring. So I told her, you know, a little over three years. And she told me the reason why she asked is because, um, she is, I'm not sure if she was in a relationship or not, but I know she was interested in marriages and she kind of made it a thing of asking people how, how long they've been married, how they've been able to stay married and how do they navigate some of the obstacles that come up in marriage. And I believe the day before she saw me, she had spoke to a couple that had, that had been married for 50 years. And when you've been married that long, you done seen some stuff. You done seen some stuff. You probably done had kids together, changed jobs. All kind of things have probably come up that could cause you to have some disagreements, have some issues uh, in marriage, or just just be stressed out. And I believe she said that the person, the, the, the couple that had been married for the 50 years told her that what kept them together was prayer, communication, and patience. And I have to say that I 100% agree with that. And so she asked me, you know, how have I been able to navigate these last three years? And so my answer was, I can't remember verbatim, but I said something to the effect of, you have to be able to kind of swallow your ego a little bit. You have to turn down the sensitivity and also communicate honestly and objectively. And what I meant by that was in marriage, sometimes because that person is so close to us, the things that they say could potentially cut deep. It's not that they're trying to hurt you, but we, we we tend to take things personally. And when you take things personally, it naturally turns on the desire to defend yourself. When you defend yourself, then you want to get them back or you want to say something worse or you want to keep score and say, well, you did this and you did that because you don't want to be the only one wrong. So in a healthy relationship, in a healthy uh, marriage, or when you know when you're communicating effectively, that person is gonna have to be able to tell you how they feel about something that you're doing or something that you're not doing. And it doesn't mean that they're 100% right, but it does mean that, in my opinion, you have to turn down the feelings a little bit and listen to what it is they're trying to say in the midst of what it is they, they are saying, in the midst of what it is that they're that they are saying. I want to make sure I use proper English. Um, 
And sometimes that's not easy, especially for uh, men, in my opinion. Um, and and I've, I've even seen where it's flipped, where one spouse may be saying something and the other spouse is usually the strong one and this and that, but then they become the the weaker one. So like if, if my wife says something to me, I may take it, you know, personally, even though it, you you would think that I'm the I'm the person that would be able to take it. So it's not always this absolute thing where one person is always like this, and one person is like that. We kind of shift. And so because of that, when you respond in a certain way, that person begins to withdraw. And now they don't want to talk to you. Now they don't feel like they can express their feelings. They don't feel like they can, uh, that they can speak to you, you know, things like that. And so when you, when they pull away, now you start potentially compensating in other ways. So, or, or you just shut each other out and now you're growing further and further uh, apart. So that's why I say like, you, you you have to kind of turn down the emotion, listen to that person objectively and try to hear what they're saying. The other side of it is what I've done in the past and I didn't even know I was doing it for the most part, is just shut down. Hey, what's wrong with you? Nothing. Hey, what's wrong with you? Nothing. Uh, and then I'm not necessarily being honest about something that I didn't like or something that bothered me or something that I didn't understand. So what that turned into was me thinking I'm being macho and tough and just taking it, but really I was building up resentment. And when you build up that resentment, it comes out in other ways. It may be uh, the way you look. It could be uh, that you're irritable. It could be that you're holding it in. It turns into stress and headaches and this and that. It could be that now you, you know, you're holding it in, but you're really irritated. So now I'm going to, you know, take me a couple drinks, you know, just so I can let the edge off. And, and before you know it, the problem has gotten out of control. So that's my take, you know, be objective and try to communicate as honestly as possible. Now let's back up to before the marriage. A lot of people, I don't know the stats, but I'm assuming a lot of people probably don't go to counseling first because you're just focused on, I just want to get married. So let's make it happen. We love each other and we're going to be together and we talk, we don't have them problems, but you never know where those where certain issues could come up. You never know what it may potentially be like actually living with that person or being in a position where now you live together and you can't just up and go. Like, I can't just jump up and go run to my mama house and say, I'm spending the night over there. That's not healthy, in my opinion. So, I would recommend that if you are going, if you're planning on getting married, I would first say that if you have or potentially have, you do a self-evaluation and, and, and identify that you may have some unresolved issues, whether it be with your parents, siblings, uh, previous relationships that didn't go well. Uh, if you have kids, if there's something there, maybe an ex or something like that, I would recommend that you go to seek counseling, go to therapy because it's not always easy to navigate those issues alone and a therapist, a counselor can help you better unpack the things that you may be holding on to. And if there's nothing that is putting you really at risk, fine. But what you don't want to do is be two years into a marriage with unresolved issues and kids and the stress of overall life. Cause that's a lot. So I would say do individual therapy, individual counseling and kind of work, uh, build, um, <laughs> build on 
that information to, to heal and grow to a better place within yourself individually before you start adding someone else to your life. You may find, <laughs> that's why I chuckled a second ago, you may find that after you do that work that this person might not even be the person for you. And it, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It could be that you were just getting with this person because they were the first person not, or the first nice person to pop up and they may not be the right fit for your healed self. And what I mean by that is if you're the type of person that that likes to play hero, then, and that person has some issues and stuff, then you, now you're playing hero. Or if you're the like type of person that's addi addicted to people that are dysfunctional. Things like that, you could uncover while, you, while you're in therapy. So I recommend going to therapy, uh, getting an understanding about yourself before you hook up with someone else. Then, <clears throat> Once you get to the point where you say, hey, this person, you know, this is kind of going somewhere. This might be someone that I could see myself uh, being with for a long period of time. And it's I guess it's two ways to do that. Some people get proposed to and it's a total surprise. And some people know it's coming. So I would say that once you kind of once that conversation starts to kind of become a reality where you know you're probably going to be engaged and planning to get married then you should go to premarital counseling and just a side note sometimes that person that you go talk to that may not be your pastor your preacher your minister it may not be the deacon, it may not need to be the deacon at the church. It may not need to be the elder at church. Not saying that those are bad options. Um, I'm just saying that in my experience, it's probably better to get with someone that has a spiritual foundation plus some professional education. Because what you don't want to do is have someone just following a curriculum or whatever. Well, let me not say curriculum. Have someone that's just just throwing stuff against the wall. Let me put it that way. And they lead you down a path that has nothing to do with you. Okay? So, it you should take that time and interview some people first. And find an individual that you both are comfortable with and that can listen objectively and they, they're not like one-sided on things. So be very careful about choosing that, that, that person because it, it is very, very, very important. I can't stress that enough. And so another thing, when you do this premarital counseling, make sure that you're honest. It's no different if you go to a doctor. If you go to a doctor and he asks you about your family history or whatever the case is and you lie, he may not be able to properly diagnose you or properly heal you. So when you go to this counselor, be honest. And... Be objective because that your, your your significant other is going to say some things that may come off a little harsh or it may feel like an attack. Okay. Um, and then I would say, take your time. Take your time. Um, marriage is nothing to rush into. I tell people all the time, marriage is very easy to get into and very hard to get out of. And that's um, from a spiritual standpoint, religious standpoint, and even from a carnal standpoint or a more like worldly standpoint outside of um, religion. And I would say that now you, you may uncover this in counseling, but things like religion, things like kids and how to raise kids and where you're going to live and, and how many kids you're going to have are going to be some things that are going to come up. 
it should come up in counseling, but there's some things that you should discuss and you definitely should discuss finances. Because finances are one of the things that can make a break, make a break of marriage, the communication in it. So that's some things that I've learned uh, from the from my experiences and some things to take into account when you're about to get married. Then once you are married, I would say it wouldn't hurt to continue to have counseling because it wouldn't hurt. One, you you want to make sure that you have God tied in your marriage and that uh, you have a, something to come back to uh, because having God there helps to keep you accountable in a sense like if I know that if, if, if my fear or my respect is to God then there's some things that I'm not going to do or some things that I'm going to try not to do and hold my myself accountable for and vice versa if you know it could be a respect thing it could be a uh, most of it's going to be respect in how you behave and communicate you know and things like that but it wouldn't hurt to have that counselor there <clears throat> to bounce ideas off of or just talk things out with in a, in a mediation type situation because sometimes you may not be able to talk it out one-on-one. Sometimes those emotions take over, especially when you're young, you may not know how to process them. So it wouldn't hurt to continue counseling if you can't afford it. What we've done, um, you know, in the past is kind of created a line item for it in our budget. You know, a few, you know, less Starbucks stops and Papa Doe trips and, you know, stuff like that uh, in order to pay for it because we see the value in it. And so once you get to the other side of it, understand that marriage is not all sunshine and rainbows and happily ever after like you see in the movies. Some days you're going to look at that <laughs> look at that person and be like, man, what did I get myself into? Some days you're going to look at that person like, man, you really on my nerves. It's going to look like they're being inconsiderate. It's going to look like they don't have your back. And then some days it's going to look like they're the only person that got your back. But this is where that communication comes in. It's like, hey, what's going on? Hey, why are you acting this way towards me? Or what did I do? You know, am I neglecting you? What is it that you need from me? So understand that it's not going to be the, you know, just every day. Oh, I just love going to bed next to you and waking up next to you and I can never get enough of you. And understand that life is still going to be going on. When you come back off that honeymoon, if you take one, you still got to go to work. You still got to fight through traffic. If you in that situation, some people are, uh, it's still going to be life demands. And that person is going to have needs and you're going to have needs. But it's all about communication. The other thing is keep uh, your individuality and what I mean by that is you're gonna you, you had a life before this person so you're gonna have friends and family and all these things now that person should become the priority in your life my wife is my priority I have no problem saying it and I believe everybody knows that but I still have friends outside of my marriage and my wife and I both have male friends and female friends. Whatever is your thing, uh, go with that. But to me, I felt like it would be weird and highly childish for me to say she couldn't be friends with the guys that she was friends with before she met me. And vice versa. Now, if there was some disrespectful stuff going on or whatever this and that, that stuff will come to surface. But immediately saying because you're a female or because you're a male, you can't have friends of the opposite sex or whatever the case is in your situation, 
I don't agree with it. Because the only reason that you would have a problem with that is because you feel like they're going to cheat on you or be attracted to that person, this, this and that. But they're not going to, just because you get rid of those individuals don't mean they're not going to see another person that they're attracted to just because they married to you. So you have to identify with yourself why this is such a big deal for you. Okay. One of my things when I met my wife was what happened before me ain't really got nothing to do with me. What you did in college or whoever you talked to before, it ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah, if it's some some mentally some person with mental issues that's you know coming around stalking us from around the corner then yeah tell me about that person so I can deal with them but every situation that you've had in the past is not my business now we talking from a reference standpoint of something you have but you don't have to re- give me a report card of your life dealings you ain't got nothing to do with me uh I kind of went off on a tangent right there. But my point is, understand that the individuality, you don't stop being a person. You still going to want to take trips with your friends. You still going to want to maybe, you know, catch up with somebody, have a guy's night, whatever the case is. The only issue is that if you was in the club every weekend, unless y'all a club couple, but if you was in, uh, in the club every weekend and just kind of winging it. I may come home. I may not. That might not be good for a marriage. That might not be good for a marriage. For some marriages, it might be okay. I know mine, it wouldn't be. Uh, so that's something to think about. Keep your individuality from the standpoint of you still have friends, but understand that your, that, that your, your, your significant other, your spouse comes first. And that should be a two-way street. And a lot of these things will come out in communication and it should be probably discussed prior to getting married because marriage shouldn't be a tryout thing. It should be something that when you say I do, that you're planning to, to, to be together for the, you know, for the long haul. That's how it should. So yeah, that's how it should be. Marriage should be something that when you sign on for it, that you're in for the lifetime. Doesn't mean that things don't happen. Not judging anyone that has been divorced or um, didn't stay married. I'm just speaking from the beginning. That should be the mindset. So A lot of these things, like I said, if they're talked about prior to, then you can kind of have an idea. It doesn't mean that person's not going to switch up or they may have a change of heart. And understand that in a marriage, you're going to evolve. So something that might not have been important in the beginning may end up being important uh, after you get married. So that person might have thought they were going to stay on a particular job for the rest of their career. And then as they grown, as they learn things, they may may decide, hey, I want to start a business. Or, hey, I think I want to take up karate classes or whatever the case is so you have to understand that the same person you marry may not be the same person three years later now their core values should still be the same but you have to understand we're all learning ourselves as we go so you have to give that person a little bit of flexibility to say hey i think i want to try this now and not hold them to everything that they said in the beginning and you're not going to want them to hold you into that box either so those are just some of my ideas those are some of the things that I think has that are not some of the things that I've learned but also some things that I think has helped me in my relationship and I'm 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 still learning I'm nowhere near in my opinion where I need to be I'm constantly growing as a man, as a husband, as a father. And see, that's another thing. When the kids come in there, kids are, because you don't know what you're getting. <laughs> you don't know. When that kid show up, you don't know what you're getting. 
You just hoping for something good. <laughs> and kids are beautiful. I love my daughters. But they are completely different. Extremely intelligent. And sometimes even when they do things that they need to be chastised for, I have to catch myself because it's funny. So kids bring joy. They're just, they, they, they're, they're great to have, but they take time and attention. So that's why I said before, the kid thing needs to be discussed. How many do you want? How do you plan on parenting? Um, you know, what's your style? How did you grow up? What was your household like? Because you also don't want a, a person that's holding on to some childhood stuff and then that stuff come out in them kids. They triggered or something. Uh, and it sounds funny, but it's true. So what I what I what my goal is, I want to make sure that my wife and my kids have a home to call theirs. I want to make sure that they have a comfortable place, a safe place to dwell a safe place to thrive because the world can be a rough place. But at least, you know, when you get home and you get behind those doors and you with mommy and you with daddy or whomever then, you know that you safe. You know that you got a place that you can call your own to come back to. And so because kids require attention, the attention that may have been allocated to you may be decreased and now you have to account for another individual's every move where they're going to school where they're going to daycare what they're going to eat have they eaten are they sick what what are they wearing when the last time they took a bath when are the doctor's appointments and so that is not always easy, especially when you already have 10,000 other things going on. So keep that in mind, because what happens is you may grow frustrated. You may feel that now this individual is not paying attention to you like they used to and things like that. So you have to communicate that. Hey, I'm kind of feeling neglected. Can we, you know, can we get somebody to watch the baby, maybe go on a date or, hey, is there anything I can help you with? Because... I've seen the, the, the toll that a pregnancy can take on a woman's body and on their mental. So once again, that goes back to being objective, turning down the ego, being compassionate, communicating, because she, she may be just tired uh, or in pain, not necessarily being dramatic. All it is, it's, it's a lot that goes into it. And nobody has the recipe. Nobody, I mean, not the recipe. Nobody has the book that's going to give you every answer at every time. You know, let me go run to the book. And okay, so when she does this, I need to say this. Nobody has that. Nobody has that. Everybody, everybody's marriage is different. So think about that when you're talking about having kids. Um, some people have the mental capacity and the financial capacity for five, six or seven kids. I don't, you know, or at least I don't think I do. So, excuse me. Um, so keep that in mind. What can you handle? You know, because you, you know, if you're anything like me, you're going to want to go places and it's hard to place five kids. In my opinion, I don't have any, so I'm assuming. I know how hard it is to place one, two. Um, So that's just a few tidbits. I hope that if you are looking to get married, if you desire to get married, if you're almost there, I hope this information helps. Like I said, it was sparked from a conversation that I had in the back of an Uber ride. And I thought that I would go ahead and Discuss it. Uh, discuss my thoughts on it. This marriage topic, it could it could it could be a four or five hour conversation to be honest. And then if you bring other couples in there, and and you know you explore some of the things that they're going through, the ideas, things like that, it's a whole lot to unpack. So this little segment is a is a small drop in the bucket compared to the things that can take place in marriage the pros of marriage, 
the 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 not so good things um about marriage it is definitely in my opinion a great thing but it's not an easy thing so it's something that should not be taken lightly it's something that should be handled with care and it's something that you should not rush into but if you do get married is something in my opinion that you should dive in completely because it's going to take you can't be on the fence with this thing you can't have one foot in one foot out you you know man i'm gonna keep my you know i'm gonna do my thing over here just in case that to me is never healthy and i'm like once again i'm talking about you know, the average relationship, not the thing where you going in there not trusting. If you don't trust that person, you probably don't need to be getting married. Just, just keeping it real. So, I will leave it there. That little break that you heard uh, earlier was, I had to kind of pause for a second because my wife actually called me uh, she is on her way home. I was planning to have more completed by the time she got home, but I got caught up working and had to run a couple errands and double back because I forgot to do something. But nonetheless, planning on enjoying a you know good evening together. Got to straighten this house up, but. That is another part of it, you know, finding out what your responsibilities are going to be, in a sense. Not saying that it's going to always be 100%, but some marriages, oh, the woman needs to do all the housework and this and that. That's not how my marriage is. Uh, we both take uh, part in it. And I think, I think it's important, at least for me, to share in that because... I don't want her to get burnt out. So it's a consideration thing. So as I stated, hope this episode was valuable to you, beneficial to you. If you're considering getting married, if you're already married, I hope some of the things that I have said has helped in your own life. If you have something to add, feel free to uh, put it in the comments. If we we need to have a part two um, and kind of break it down to things more specific, I'm open to that. Like I said, I want this, this, this channel to cover a variety of things, but I want the foundation of it to be about positivity, peace of mind, helping others, bettering our lives, getting things out that we might have been bottling up, whatever the case is, I just want this to be a place or a, a, a work that is uh, beneficial to everyone. You know, it's definitely been therapeutic for me. I've been enjoying this. I can't believe it's nine episodes, but I am uh, I'm looking forward to doing many, many more. So thank you for listening. I got some, uh, just a side note, some disturbing, well, it disturbed me, news about a classmate of mine um, that passed away. I don't know the details, but I will say that uh, right now, I won't even mention his name out of respect for the family. But I do want to send prayers to his family, his wife. I hope that God covers them and comforts them in this time. And anyone that is going through any grief, a loss, having a bad day, um, just know that there's always a a better side to a bad issue. May May not be quick. And as I've mentioned, my uh, uncle passed last year and I'm still grieving. I'm still not 
over it. So I understand what it feels like to lose um, someone close to you. Um, Obviously, I can't speak on losing a spouse immediately or unexpectedly, things like that, but I can assume that it's not easy. So I send my prayers out. I hope that, as I stated, if your heart is heavy or if you're dealing with something that you are able to find comfort. I hope you're able to find someone to talk to, resources, get away, shut everything down if you need to, um, and just know that every storm has a duration. It will pass. Not always, um, you're not always able to see it when you're in the middle of it, but take it from someone that has been through some things. There is a better day. So I was looking for a quote, but I think that was good enough. This storm will pass. Brighter days are ahead. Might sound a little cliche, but it is true. Trust me. So thank you guys for listening. Appreciate you being here. Please continue to tune in. And I wish you all the best. Thank you again for listening. I pray that your life is filled with just good things, things that you desire, things that you want to do with your life. I I encourage you to go after those new things. Go see that movie. Go get on that airplane and travel. Let's just make the best of this year because we don't know how much longer we're going to be here. We don't know how much longer we're going to have the people around us. And that may sound dark, but it's true. And what I don't want is for me to say, I wish I would have. That's my mantra. Sometimes. So go after it go after it so I'm gonna end it with that looking forward to see you back for episode 10 please share this with somebody friends family let's take this to the world let's touch a million people a million plus a billion (laughs) Uh, but ultimately if we touch one person that'll be enough so I am Michael Barnes thank you for being here In everything you do, ask for God's help. And this has been Manipulated.